Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Raj Naik's talk show Fridays Live features high-profile guests from various walks of life who engage in a free-flowing and inspiring chat with him. Welcome to Fridays Live with me, Raj Naik. I have a very, very special person, somebody whom I really look up to, admire, and respect. He is one of the most influential people in the advertising, marketing, and media circles. Probably the only person that I know of, and uh, who's been the president of every industry body in this country. He's been the president of the International Advertising Association India chapter. He has been the president of the three S of I, uh, the body of all advertising agencies in this country. He has been the president of the Advertising Club. He has been the president of the NRS. What else I've got here? He's been the president Asti, Asti, and uh, also president of ABC. So uh, he's a legend in his own right. And my guest this evening is the chairman, managing director, and founder. of Madison Worldwide and welcome to the live chat Friday's live chat Sam thank you raj it's a pleasure and honor for me to have this chat with you sam uh, you have no clue how excited i am because you know as i started my career in this industry you were already there and you know you all i've i've tracked your journey in not tracking it tracking it but i have by default you know being in the same industry seen how you evolved and how you grown how you built a small uh, small agency which went on to become india's india's uh, if people are talking of atmanirbhar today you were atmanirbhar 20 years back or 30 years back whenever madison started and you uh, ended up becoming the number one indian 100% indian owned agency and uh, the number two agency in the country in in media and uh, so you know your journey has been spectacular and the the diversity of products that you built with this madison also is has been great so what i'm going to do today it's all about you sam today is so you get to do all the talking it's just in the beginning i do the talking but after this you get to do the talking so we are going to track your journey from the time you were born so you're going to tell me today wow. where were you born and where are you from so I was born in Bombay, uh, uh, Raj, uh, but my parents uh, lived in in a small town called Balsar, from where I get my name. Uh, it's a small town in Gujarat, about a hundred miles uh, from Bombay, and uh, but my mother is from Bombay, and so the house uh, you have come to. is actually was built by my mother's father way back i think the house is now 90 years old uh uh way back i think when uh, uh probably very successful parsis uh, you know built a bungalow on napiency road uh but my grandfather probably was not that successful so he built a bungalow in malkambagh jogeshwari and one of the stories i say about my house is that the 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 
garage that we used to have uh, of course now it's been changed uh, to tanya computer center for the visually handicapped but that garage were originally was a horse carriage garage so uh, you know my at that time jogeshwari did not have a suburban railway station so he used to have a, what we call a gora gari and the gora gari would take him from jogeshwari to andheri station uh, make him wait the, the gora gari would wait there the day and then bring him back in the evening and now that i think about it you know i used to have a scooter uh, when i was in college in bangalore and when i came to bombay i did something similar uh, but uh, at the other end of town i used to park my scooter uh, you know at a petrol pump at churchgate station and use the scooter to go all around town and to work and all that and then park it back and then take the train because that that was one of the most efficient things you could do with travel in bombay living as i did in jogeshwari but i didn't live in balsar for too long uh, but i do think that uh, actually uh, you know it's necessary for advertising people and communication people uh, to live in a small town i feel uh, you know when you live in a small town uh, you get to see and understand human behavior and human motivation for that behavior uh, you know much more clearly uh, than when you live in a big city because i think in a city everybody learns to camouflage their persona you know you you want to project yourself and your your real sort of personality you want to camouflage so it become more difficult to understand human motivations when you are in a big metropolitan city but in a small town everything is a lot more transparent uh, i think as you know our uh, our, our our creative geniuses piyush pande and prasun joshi have also spent a lot of time in their early years in small towns yeah that's right so sam i'm going to come back again uh, but before that tell me what your parents did and what are your fond memories of going to would you would you go back for holidays to balsar uh no unfortunately uh, you know my after my grandfather passed away uh, my father sold the house uh, because you know there was nobody to really to look after it and it would have just deteriorated uh so you know my father sold it and uh, that's why we don't really go to balsar uh, now and and uh, what were your parents what were, what was your father doing sam what what was his so my my father was doing what my grandfather was doing that is you know he joined my grandfather in his timber business so you know he was what was what would be called a forest contractor so they would kind of tender from the government huge tracts of forest land you know and the land that they would win the tender for they had the they got the rights to actually cut that wood and then sell it 
and that was a business my father grew up with and uh, shockingly you know i think uh, maybe after he turned uh, maybe i don't know 55 or so uh, the government nationalized this business so actually he did uh, a rather brave thing i would say he left small town balsar and he moved to bangalore you know which even then would be considered a very sophisticated and westernized uh, sort of city compared to you know small town balsar and he actually bought a hotel there you know on residency road called meshes hotel which was originally started by a german and then he along with my mom uh, ran this hotel for for a fair uh, amount of time so actually most of my growing up years have been in bangalore and living in that hotel and you know we used to also eat at the hotel and it was a it was a completely different old world of uh, english people and anglo indian people and uh, very different world from either the world of balsar or today's uh, bombay sam i mean uh, where in where on residency road was it i mean i'm i am from it was, it was a bank opposite the bangalore club you know it was where the bank opposite the bangalore club and it was a huge uh, property i would say it was like uh, it was at least a 5 acre plot maybe th- or 3 4 acre uh, plot so it was absolutely prime uh, uh, plot bang opposite the bangalore club on residency road and i think i was very fortunate that my school was uh, you know to the right of my house which was bishop cottons and then on later years my college st joseph's college of commerce was to the right of my house yeah so when i when i visualize it now from looking at it uh could be the there's a huge complex there now called devta plaza probably yes so, so devta property. plaza is actually bang opposite bishop cotton school yeah and next to bishop cotton school is the bangalore club so we were opposite the bangalore club okay and because uh, devta plaza and all is a, a fairly recent uh, addition by my standards you know true, i'm true. To, i moved to bangalore in the 60s wow you know uh sam i have fond memories of bangalore too uh coming to the hotel uh, of course the property is not there the hotel was not there but what are your memories when you were young uh running the hotel i mean uh i mean would you go and be part of it when you are studying and things like that and at what age yes, did the yeah, uh, uh, i would say i i uh, i i think thanks to the hotel uh you know i i lived i would say a fairly charmed life uh because you know we had all the bearers and cooks to look after us and uh, of course i think in later years as i grew up i also played a small role uh, in managing the small hotel it was a small hotel but uh, but you know a sort of a western style full board and lodge hotel and i remember we used to charge a princely sum of uh, 20 rupees uh, 
per person per day for full board and lodge and that would include from your bed tea to full english breakfast to a proper full course served lunch uh, to evening tea with cake and sandwiches and end with dinner uh, you know with soup and uh, a main course and a dessert and a what we used to call a savory i think something uh, that the world has forgotten today but in those days you know we used to never end a meal with uh, actually just the dessert we used to end the meal after dessert with a with a thing we call savory which was like a fried small piece of toast with something a little salty or you know mildly uh, sort of uh, spiced up uh, thing and then coffee yeah but later in life people now have liqueur after <laughs> after yes. and what are your fond memories of growing up in bangalore i mean some landmarks some places that you remember so actually uh, you know when i go to bangalore now it's i find it unbelievable also you know my life in bangalore uh, very surprisingly you know revolved only around uh, residency road brigade road mahatma gandhi road and queens road <laughs> and it's only when some people came visiting us from bombay uh, that you know i would take them to lal bagh and kaban park and vidhana sudha and take them boating on the alsur lake uh, and then take them on a day trip to mysore <laughs> and that was the bangalore of my time you know i was uh, and today there are so many different nagars and my god the traffic is uh, absolutely unbearable you know once i recently uh, missed a flight because of the uh, traffic but but yeah, I mean, certainly I, i would say bangalore of those days was wonderful even today i i think if i go to bangalore i i make it a point to go to oshis and don't uh, miss having steak and onion uh, uh, there and that's one of my favorite things at uh, yeah. koshis uh, and fortunately the restaurants still exist and uh, you know they 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 make it almost the same way that i used to have it uh, you know 50 years ago yeah koshis and there used to be another place called victoria victoria has gone away now But yeah, Victoria was on the other side, correct? Yes, you're right. Yeah. In fact, you know, Victoria you know, also. No, Victoria, Victoria also had for some time, you know, uh, some of the boys from Bombay who had come to Bangalore for doing their engineering used to stay there, and uh, so you know that Victoria was also quite a. Uh, a uh, place that i used to visit uh, for that period of time almost every day in the evening so you know i would go there and then we would all go to brigade road in the evening and uh, 
if we had the pocket money we would have a coffee at three aces and uh, of course most of the time we wouldn't have that money so we would just be walking up and down brigade road and mg road and uh, then go back home and of course uh, chat up about everything under the sun that you could dream of uh, so there was a lot of talk and very little action yeah sam everything that you said everything you know taking people to lalbagh uh, to mysore and <laughs> i've done all that and i've walked up and down as well so uh, great memories so tell me i uh, how many uh, how many siblings are you i mean yeah we are, are we are three brothers no sisters so okay I, and please continue Yeah, my elder brother, I think, did his engineering in Bombay, and then went to Bangalore uh, to join Myco, and he was the one company man. He joined Myco as a trainee, and uh, you know, retired from Myco. Uh, my second brother, who you must have met in Bombay, is in Bombay. We lived together. uh in our house and he did his chartered accountancy and uh he never worked for anyone he started his own practice and until recently uh he had his practice is only now that uh, you know he's kind of you could say semi retired in fact i was all set to follow his footsteps after i had done my bcom or during the time i was doing my bcom at st joseph's college of commerce i was also kind of all set to become a chartered accountant and then i discovered that my cousin who's a few years elder to me was doing his mba at iim amdabad and i had heard that you know it was extremely difficult to get in there and only the real geniuses get in uh, so i decided to also give it a shot unfortunately i did not get into get into iim amdabad but i think i got into what i would call and was recognized as the third best management school which is bajaj institute in bombay so i i kind of uh, you know in those days there was no entry barrier to trying to become a chartered accountant there was only an exit barrier but if you wanted to do an mba there was a very high entry barrier and probably no exit barrier so the latter appealed to me a little more and sounded a little more challenging and more uh, more sort of what should i say modern uh then uh, becoming a ca so i just without probably thinking very hard just took that route and of course i had a house in bombay to stay in which is again the same house that you have been to because that has always been my house in bombay uh so yeah i mean to have a house like yours in bombay is a is a big big luxury i mean yeah anybody who visits your house won't tell you that it is bombay that's the beauty of it and probably uh, those days your great grandfather bought it uh, because like you said he couldn't afford in south bombay but yeah, today no he didn't buy it he built it he built it yeah he built it 
and and today if anybody comes to your house i can guarantee you they'll say we would rather live in jogeshwari where sam lives <laughs> rather than malabar hill or in kaf parade or somewhere like that and I, as i will also say you know the second best thing that i have done in my life uh, besides starting madison is actually uh, you know buy the rights to the plot of land that existed uh, empty plot of land that existed behind my house and built a house there for lara and kaizad so now i'm blessed to have the company of my grandchildren uh, often <laughs> yeah how, how you're, you're a lucky man sam <laughs> since you mentioned madison so tell us how did your journey into advertising happen so i i joined a company called sarabais which doesn't exist now because you know the, the professor who taught me marketing pran choudhury in uh, bajaj institute he was the marketing director at sarabais and they had launched a home products marketing company which used to make dead and swastik lal tel and all in competition to lever so I joined them and was a brand manager there. I left that, them after four years to join Cadbury. So I was a brand manager of chocolates first, and then uh, I was a brand manager of Bon Vita, which was the bigger business than chocolates uh, then, because you know cocoa was always in short supply in India, or in fact all over the world. And then after eight years in marketing. i thought it was going to be a while before i could move up from you know being product group manager to marketing manager and head the marketing function so i said since advertising is so closely related to marketing you know why don't i try my hand at advertising and at that time jwt or hta as it was then called was starting their second agency called contract yeah i remember contract so yes. i joined contract i joined contract as their first head of client service so there was raj jagga there who was uh, like the general manager and then mohammad khan who had come in from london after spending many years there as the creative director indrani sen as the media director and i was the head of client service and our first account and our claim to fame was that we launched uh, charm cigarettes in that denim pack uh, you know which created uh, quite a storm in the cigarette market i know charms peene walon ki baat hi kuch aur hai i remember yeah, the ad correct. Charms is the spirit of freedom. Charms is the way you are. Yes. And we also did a super phone ad. I remember for which Muhammad wrote the line, you know, if you want to talk, don't walk. <laughs> Because those days, you know, the super phone was a was a real outdated old technology intercom. Uh, you know which which you could buy for offices because you know phones were so difficult to come by in those days yeah i i remember i mean i had an we had uh, the first job that i did in my uncle's office we had a sharp intercom so i remember that sharp, sharp. correct so sharp was superphone's biggest competitor yeah. and we were always trying to grab share from it <laughs> you know anybody who's 40 40 plus i think 
will relate to everything that you are saying. The millennials don't <laughs> know what we are talking about, but. Sam, so you worked with the contract and then what? So I worked with contract and then, you know, one fine day, I, uh, Mohammed Khan decided to move on from contract and, uh, you know, start his own agency enterprise. And uh, then I also decided to move on. At that time, Mudra had started in Ahmedabad. And they were looking for a person to start their Bombay office. And uh, that is how I got in, uh, came in touch with uh, A.G. Krishnamurti, who was heading Mudra then. And uh, that is how I joined them. And I must say, you know, I did well for myself at Mudra. And I think I did well for Mudra too. Those were the initial days of television when we had just convinced the government to launch what was known as a sponsored program scheme. So, you know, under that scheme, Raj, I don't know if you also know this from the early days, that it's we who used to actually make or actually commission a television program, pay for it, ourselves yeah, or make the, client, make the client pay for it and then give that ready program to do darshan for telecasting, pay Doordarshan the telecast charges and Doordarshan in turn would give us, you know, 90 seconds or 120 seconds FCT where, you know, our clients had <coughs> would run. You know, one of the first programs I did under that scheme was the Rajni. It was done by Basu Chatterjee. I still remember uh, featuring Priya Tendulkar. And uh, I paid 60,000 rupees for it. And the, pro it, the program used to come on Sunday mornings. And it was such a big hit that on the fourth episode, which was on taxis, uh, and it took sort of Aaron taxi drivers to book, uh, you know, Mr. Adi Goldrich, was actually garlanded at Churchgate Station in a felicitation ceremony by some consumer organization, you know, for the yeoman service Godrich had done uh, for bringing these taxi, errant taxi drivers to book. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember those days because uh, Doordarshan that time uh, was... Was it called Mudra Videotech or something like that? Yeah, yeah, no, well, Mudra Videotech was, we also were one of the first agencies at that time to have a small studio of our own. Okay. So, you know, many of the, many of the, the gizmos that you saw in those days on the Vimal ads were actually done in that studio. And therefore, we also took the lead and, you know, we used to put up, on the Mudra video tag, uh, five seconder tag on all the sponsored programs that we released. Yeah, so that is and, how and Mudra video became a common name. Yeah, you know, I don't want to take names, but I, I, I have met some people who told me that, you know, 
uh, in those days if you when you had a problem and especially i know one or two actors who have told me that we just went to sam and he he helped us out you know so that's where and i known that i've known that about you sam you've helped so many people uh, and uh, so i want to ask you uh, what they don't know is that whilst helping out others i also helped myself because you know Uh, the programs that i supported uh, did well uh, for me and my clients too yeah no that, that, that's a good way of looking at it and sam i want to ask you which are the shows uh, besides rajini which are the shows that you fondly remember well i think the other big show that we did was buniyad you know it was Iconic. i think it was the first show that used to come twice a week i think on tuesdays and thursdays at 9 pm and of course the other the other very big thing i did in programming is uh, you know in those days how funny it sounds today but most of the television viewership was actually restricted initially to between 9 and 10 pm and advertising rates for slots on that 9 and 10 pm could go as high even in those days to 1 lakh and 1 lakh 50000 per 10 seconds so what we thought that you know since we had clients like procter and gamble and godrej who were mainly talking to housewives and who were sitting idle in the afternoons why don't we create a good you know serial and play it in the afternoon but to make it successful i think we thought that you know we should have a programming monday to friday so it took me about one year to convince uh, doordarshan to give me a time slot in the afternoon and i think i ultimately succeeded and then i approached uh, ronnie screwala of utv who, who came up with the shanti storyline and mandira we featuring in it and you know whilst i had provided uh, you know 6 months for the program really to take off and had promised our clients that there would be huge payoff at the end of 6 months because you'll get almost half the viewership as your 9 pm program but at one tenth the cost actually the program hit the bullseye within about 3 weeks Uh, so that is how actually afternoon programming started in india with shanti so that is yeah. something again i remember very fondly you know again nostalgia when you think of shanti uh, buniyad rajini all iconic oh, shows oh, raj i just remembered one another uh, one another incident that that was also quite a historic incident you know uh, star had started did or was just about starting and was airing bold and beautiful and i got interested in that program and so did uh, you know i remember mrs parmeshwar godrej at godrej and one day we were talking about it and we said why don't we sponsor this program so actually i reached out to star in those days in hong kong and there was a guy called Todd Miller from Star Hong Kong he was a junior executive he flew down to bombay to meet me we had a breakfast meeting 
and it's very odd i'm talking about it because uh, he's my facebook friend and he's just sort of about 2 years ago given up everything and retired in uh, thailand and he's now written a book on you know how you can give up everything and live a life starting 50 todd and i worked together sam i mean when oh, i joined star when i joined star, when i joined star in 1993 todd you know uh, was my uh, there were three people of my port of contact in hong kong todd was one of them and initially until we stabilized in india for the first uh, Six months, he would also fly down. We used to call him the helicopter salesman because he used to fly in and fly out. You know, yeah. So, so then, I mean, and I remember. I mean, we had uh, bold and beautiful. Godrej was there, and then there was another client that those days called Ceasefire. If you remember, Ceasefire. Yes, of course. Yeah. So these were the two anchor clients for bold and beautiful sponsorship. Days. I've, I, I recollect. I recollect. Sam. So tell me. How did Madison happen? How did you decide to turn into an entrepreneur? So you know, I have to kind of uh, say this uh, that I I did not really have any dying ambition to become an entrepreneur. The way it came about is that you know after Mudra became a little more prominent, uh, Mudra developed the ambition of. becoming wanting to become india's largest advertising agency and that mantle was with hta or jwt for decades and in those days i was a little more uh, you know idealistic and in my scheme of things a good agency was one which was small with a few large clients so that was my ideal of a good agency and also my 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 sort of personal disposition was that i wanted to be a craftsman rather than a manager of you know men materials and money so i remember i had taken a week off for my tanya lara's naujot uh, at that time it was in january of 1988 and something flipped in my mind and i said you know it may be a good idea for me to think of starting my own agency and then one thing led to another you know i met a friend of mine uh, called sunil kapoor and he uh, said that actually uh, you know i know of an agency called madison at hornman circle uh who is sort of looking uh, to sell out uh why don't you meet him so i met this gentleman uh, you know it clicked we signed the deal i think within two days and on march 21st which is like our jamshedi navroz for the parsis i started uh, and i must say i was uh, extremely lucky and fortunate uh, because two of my clients who i who i used to service at uh, god at uh, mudra one was godrej and the other was tata nelco you know who had uh, who i had launched blue diamond televisions for both of them readily agreed to you know move their business uh, to me so i would say it was 
it was it was not at all traumatic it was quite smooth sailing from being an employee to being a to being an entrepreneur uh so those were the early days of course uh, my ambition was small my goals were small my my needs were limited and of course we tried to keep overheads to the minimum uh i i i believe i was a lot more idealistic then than i am today uh and i could afford to take all those idealistic decisions say no to a lot of businesses uh if they just quite didn't fit in my scheme of things as being an ideal client i refused to negotiate on anything and uh, yet somehow i survived and succeeded <laughs> not only survived and succeeded i mean you went on to some of the biggest clients in this country whether it's coca cola and all where your where your clients cadbury's were all marico where your client for a long you know one of the things i've noticed is most of your clients stayed with you they stayed with you for a very long time yeah yeah So what would you say was your mantra what was the what what was so special about medicine considering that you were competing with other agencies i i would say uh i think i'm i'm very high on empathy i always uh, look at things from the other person's point of view i was very high on client service uh you know most of the clients i i dealt with even in mudra or would give me high marks and especially if they were you know dealing with multiple agencies i would come out on tops on strategy and client service and i think in those uh, in those days when media was not very established as a science or as a discipline it was easy for me to stand out because invariably you know for large clients uh, we would not stinge or we would not try to make a fast buck we would have large dedicated teams we would have top talent and uh, you know there was no that, that was really the secret formula so i think uh, every client helped get us another client because that that client was extremely happy with us and i think soon uh, news spread and therefore uh, you know larger clients and global clients who were not very happy with their uh, global agencies also took permissions from their foreign head offices or whatever uh to you know make an exception and deal with us of course you know it didn't last too long because one by one uh, the global clients did come under pressure in india and had to at some point in time deal with their roster agencies as the as the you know world became a global village and everything got centralized out of new york or hong kong or tokyo it was not possible for many clients to you know have one isolated agency handle one country so i think 
we suffered on that count but then uh, somehow you know the advertising market also during that time grew indian clients i think recognized the power of and the business building potential of advertising as an as a strategic input and uh, therefore uh, you know they 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 started coming to us and started spending big bucks and uh, i think one of the one of the things that happened i must uh, confess that the way media really happened uh, raj is that it was png to whom i would give the credit for discovering and recognizing uh, my own media talent and the talent at madison because they are the ones who told me that look you know we want to do a media aor so you know we'll have just one agency they didn't give me the business on a platter they called a pitch and uh, madison won that pitch and as they say the rest is uh, history and once you know media as a separate stand alone discipline uh, started doing well for me i got sold on the concept of specialization because i i i i recognized that what specialization did was you know it built a cadre of people it built pride in people by doing the same job repeatedly people became experts they got recognized as experts so then i applied the same uh, you know concept to other disciplines like uh, then we started a pr agency and uh, you know i i identified a old colleague of mine veena gidwani and requested her to lead madison pr and then slowly slowly then after lara joined in then we looked at many more units some of them we started some of them we acquired and that is how you know we today have a rather uh, sort of extensive list of agencies offering services in almost every area that an enlightened advertiser would need you just you just mentioned lara so uh, tell me about homai that's your wife i mean tell me how did you meet her and tell me a little bit about lara and tania so uh, homai my wife actually i've known her since childhood since she is my cousin uh, so uh, so it was no surprise uh, that uh, i kind of knew her it's not that anybody had to introduce uh, me to her uh, i have two children as you know tania and lara i think uh, you also know that uh, my tania the elder daughter is handicapped uh, she is visually uh, blind uh, when she was born actually uh, a few months and we discovered that something could be wrong with her eyes i was uh, very confident that by the time she grows up uh, you know with the amount of sort of technology and advances in medicine some cure would come up for blindness unfortunately so far nothing has come up but then uh, she's i think got happy she she used to have sight as a very small child 
but then she lost sight uh, it's it's a progressive disease called retinitis pigmentosa so i think by the time she hit uh, 8th or 9th standard she had completely lost sight but she leads i'm happy to say a very purposeful life uh for the last i think 15 years she runs tanya computer center which is now supported by madison resource foundation and she herself teaches other blind and not so fortunate children on how to use computers free of cost so she's been doing this for for a long time and she is a, she is now a virtually a friend philosopher and guide to all the blind people or or many of the blind people in bombay and we now also through the uh, amdabad blind people's association run four centers in uh, gujarat and i'm trying to start a center now in balsar <laughs> uh, for reasons you can well imagine uh, for uh, you know imparting computer education to the to the blind uh this year has been a washout uh, for tanya computer center in bombay but in amdabad uh, i must say we are, we are conducting a lot of uh, courses and all that on the web and uh, somehow keeping some keeping the blind sort of engaged in some form or the other so lara of course after doing her uh, you know by, by the way my tanya also uh in spite of her condition went all the way to Xavier's college to a normal college so she used to go by train early morning uh she was helped by a very good friend of hers called Priya who used to meet her at Andheri station so Homai would drop her to Andheri station uh, make her meet Priya and then both of them go together by train uh and uh, she would uh, get priya's notes which homai would record on the tape recorder and also many of uh, our other people in malkam bag would record notes for her and uh, that is how she went to a normal school and a normal college and after college she did this computer training and then when started this uh, tanya computer center so that that's something uh, rather fulfilling she does and is very fulfilling uh, for me too and uh, i i i want to do more in this uh, area yeah i mean i met tanya couple of times many times and she's an inspiration sam she's truly an inspiration to a lot of people i mean uh, so and 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 the and the fact that you are supporting her and you know encouraging her in whatever she wants to do i think it's great and uh, lara i mean lara's joined you right so lara lara yes lara also did her xavier's college uh, one year later uh, and uh, then lara did her what is it called masters in marketing in bristol uk uh, <coughs> i think she did a spot of uh, working in madison before going to uk and then came back and uh, joined madison as a management trainee and today i think she is a tremendous support uh, and takes uh, a huge load off me 
she is she is the opposite of me in terms of uh, disposition and way of thinking she's totally cool calm and logical i think because of her we have uh, she has stopped me from taking uh, quite a few rash decisions help cool me down often i would say uh so she 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 plays an important role now at madison uh, and and you got a very strong team you got vikram there vikram sakuja and, and of course uh, earlier we had uh, punita for a very long period of time in media and uh, now uh, it's it happened uh, and then you know punita moved on to google and in between we had for a short while a person called gautam who was my client in png and then he had to relocate to singapore and it so happened that one fine day i read in the economic times that you know uh, vikram may be available and is looking to resettle back in bombay from new york so i called him up I thought I was calling him in New York but he happened to be in Hyderabad that day and then we met so I offered him uh, a partnership uh, some shares in Madison and here we are I think 6 years uh, uh, later he's a pa- in a intrinsic part of Madison and a co-owner of Madison along with me yeah and and you couldn't have found a better person I mean Vikram is he compliments you in many ways in many many ways <laughs> so what's the what's the what's what's your future plans what's your future for madison what how what do you where do you see madison few years from now well i think i always see madison as bigger better and doing more good for more clients i think that is my calling uh you know over the years you know many people have asked me what is the future of madison and people have been asking me this for the last 20 years uh but i somehow feel that we have a way of figuring things out and you know as i was just telling you before we started our uh, live chat you know i'm greatly inspired by biden and i think uh, my life is not over i'm only 70 and he be- if he could become the president of united states at 76 uh you know i have still a lot to achieve and i think i want to make sure that all my energies continue pouring into madison and we make madison bigger better and stronger i must say that you know over the years both lara and i have received many proposals from very many different people you know asking us to get into education to get into construction to get into all kinds of things and uh, I, i'm happy that i kind of uh, did not allow myself uh, to waver and if you may use the word diversify into something else 
because I think that has helped uh, keep the focus on medicine and and made sure that all our energies uh, go only into medicine and not get uh, you know div- attention does not get diverted to other things. Now I'm and and with the combination of Lara, you Vikram, I think. Uh... You will only go from strength to strength. Sam, you just mentioned that you're 70 and you know, you're one of the youngest at heart person I know in our industry, you know, and you, you, you relate to everybody. You relate from a Mr. Godrej to you relate to the, uh, you know, new executive who's just joined or something like that. I mean, you, you relate to everybody at the same thing. At 70, how do you manage to stay so young? Uh... First of all, I think I am young. <laughs> so I think that's the way uh, I stay young. Uh, I think I think uh, I am genuinely interested in everything I do. I think I'm genuinely interested in my clients doing better and better. I'm genuinely interested in medicineites uh, doing better and better. Uh, I'm genuinely interested in life. So I think it keeps me going. And I I, I don't do the things uh, that I don't like just because I have to do them. Because then I don't do them. You know, I'm, for, lucky that, I'm lucky that I, 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 I like the things I do and I do the things I like. Very nice. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, you know, I mean, of course, now it's, it's uh, pandemic times, but otherwise... If there are seven functions in a day, Sam would be present in all the seven functions to make everybody happy. Okay. He would attend every meeting and he would know the minutest detail in every association of what's happening. And uh, that's Sam Balsara for you. Sam, uh, before you go, I want to ask you, what do you do to, uh, as a stress buster, what do you do? What is your stress buster? Well, uh, you know, I have not been very... uh, high on exercise all my life till one fine day nine years ago I got a root shock when my doctor told me uh, that uh, you know I had to go for angiography and then that led to a bypass operation so since then I've become a little more conscious of my health uh, so today I do yoga three times a week in the morning and uh, I think I walk almost every day in the evening uh, thanks to the pandemic. Otherwise earlier I used to walk also two, three times a week on Saturday, Sundays and maybe one or two days of the week when I went back home early. So I think that according to me is a bit of a stress uh, Buster, doing some exercise in the morning, doing something, walking at night. They're good uh, stress busters. I remember, I remember visiting you in your house uh, uh, when you had that bypass surgery, and ever since then you have bounced back. You have bounced back uh, even more. And uh, Sam, my last question to you before you leave: What is it that makes you happy? Uh, I think what really makes me happy is you know to see a happy and satisfied client and to see a medicine campaign working and producing business results you know 
for my uh, for the brand that we are working on i mean that that gives me a real high and satisfaction and happiness that you know cannot be matched by any amount of money or any amount of luxury or any amount of uh, you know the best of food or liquor or anything else so now now we know your mantra and you know the fact that you do so much and you manage to keep all your clients happy i mean it, it's visible when you speak with so much passion that one thing that makes you happy is to keep your clients happy to make sure that uh, madison takes care of its people and uh, so sam thank you so much uh, you are one person who uh, i think uh, if you if i had to say if i had to end it i would sum it up by saying you are one person who lives talks eats sleeps work to a large extent and at the same time has equal commitment to his family and his children and things like that so thank you very much you are an inspiration your journey is quite inspiring for many many people and uh, thank you very much for spending this time with me this evening it was my really pleasure. Really- my pleasure raj it was uh, an honor for me to be on your prestigious fridays live which has become quite an institution in such a short while thank, thank you, you sam thank you bye raj bye raj thank you so much sam thank you bye bye thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this soulcast what is your soulch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page it's time for you to do your own soulcast at soulcast अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनाओ सोच का